What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Combat Veteran Breakdown. I am Paul, combat veteran, yeah, MMA fighter, YouTuber, and caffeine addict. And today, I wanted to talk about probably the hottest drama in the YouTube world. Uh, this is, of course, Charles White, aka Penguins, aka Moist Critical, uh, sort of calling out. I don't know if calling out's the right word. Um, st- stating. Stating what's pretty obvious to everyone involved, that uh, Nikado Avocado, another uh, mukbang YouTuber, uh, is basically destroying his health and well-being for views. And obviously, if if you're also a content creator, um, you are going to listen to this story, right? YouTube understands that, if nothing else, that as a content creator, I'm always concerned about the effects and sort of the traps that this sort of world can have on people. Um, it's a fascinating and sometimes scary universe, um, especially, I think, because this sort of uh, space attracts people who really depend on that validation, that external validation from people. Um, and it financially rewards it, right? So even if you're not that type of person, there's a real danger that you will become that type of person. And definitely, I ask myself that all the time. I, you know, <laughs> explicitly ask my wife to, you know, jokingly, but sometimes not jokingly, right, to call me out when I think I'm a little bit too hung up on metrics and engagement and that sort of thing. So let's talk about how and what is the nature of this particular set of drama so this is based on a recent video i think last week or maybe even early this week uh where charles white um called out uh the dramatic changes frankly that have happened to nicado avocado so for, for basically his video said the following, uh, that four years ago, this YouTuber, Nick, Nick, uh, was a vegan lifestyle YouTuber, right? Had, uh, talked about health and and lifestyle and, and eating well and all that. And then at one point he started doing a genre of video called a mukbang and mukbangs originated in, I believe, Korea. And the idea was that the content creator would just do sort of like a live stream and it would be like eat along with me they might tell a story they might talk about the food um or they might just sort of enjoy eating uh in relative silence like an asmr but so nicado avocado starts making this content and again gains some traction but one of the things that he quickly discovered was that his videos that would get the most views were those in which he ate a tremendous amount of food, right? Often like a food challenge type of food. Um, is this true mukbang? Uh, if he says it's mukbang, it can be mukbang, right? Um, but the result in four years is that Nikado Avocado makes these videos multiple, it appears, multiple times uh, a week. And when you're talking about eating tens of thousands, ca- tens of, thousands of calories, uh, multiple times a week, often of fast food or noodles, or uh, I'm seeing one with like Takis, uh, Cheez-Its, uh, just, just really unhealthy food, um, of course you're going to gain weight. And that is what happened to um, Mr. Uh, Nikado. He is now probably around 230 pounds. Um, he 
in his videos has begun to post on his second channel where he a second channel also dedicated to eating he claims he can no longer leave the bed um which is odd because many of his tiktoks appear to feature him walking and, and still being mobile um but he claims that he is now a, a disabled person because of his tremendous weight gain um that he suffers from as far as i can tell broken ribs which is not really a disability that's that's an injury um but also requires a cpap machine to sleep at night which puts him of course in the uh categ same category as probably tens of millions of other americans um it's super common especially as you get older to need a cpap machine um but nonetheless i am not here to i'm not a doctor and i am certainly not his doctor so i'm not going to weigh in on whether or not he is disabled right the most common disability is mental health and and i think that's some of what this this video my video i, I want to kind of be about um i want to be about both his mental health as a creator but also the trap that he appears to have fallen in into or have or the the cage he's a he seems to have built for himself and i think this is something that uh, a point that moist uh, charles right i'm going to call him by his first name because calling like if, I, I will try to address people as they want to be addressed and in the video he describes himself as charles right um charles sort of neglects i think a really important point about the situation for nicado avocado but to make my point we need a little bit of additional context um Oh, and to complete the story right, uh, Charles makes this video, Nikado makes a response video in which he sort of uh, argues against what appear to be straw man points. Straw man points being not your opponent's, your, uh, you know, the, not the other person's actual points, but sort of parodies or facsimiles of them which are easily defeated. Usually they're exaggerated. And in Nikado's case, he uh, argued that because uh, Charles had said that it was very unhealthy and that he, Nikado himself, seemed to be um, uh, very unwell as a result of his weight gain, that um, it, was, it was problematic and unhealthy, Nikado created a straw man argument where he uh, and argued against that, that, that you know, Charles said he shouldn't exist because he's fat right um that's that's not really the case and of course the video uh uh nikado's response goes on and on and on it's 45 minutes long it involves eating a lot of food um because he just seems to you know why, why would you not right why would you not make a video that's also going to appeal to your core audience while responding to uh your criticism uh, the other thing that's sort of funny is that he repeatedly attacks the fact that Charles is is not famous, which uh, I want to be clear, both of these YouTubers are tremendously successful. Nikado Avocado has 2.6 million subscribers, but uh, Peng the Penguins account has, I think, close to 10 million. So, in fact, the more famous person here is Charles, which makes it strange that Nikado repeatedly asked, who is this person and are they not famous enough to criticize me? Um, which is strange in its own right. Anyway, the point that I think... Charles neglected is a concept from uh well I, that was originally coined actually in finance and let's see if I can pull it up here that is called the golden handcuffs right and the golden handcuffs um right are 
originally referred to financial allurements and benefits that have the objective to encourage highly compensated employees to remain with a company organization instead of moving from company to company, right? And you know, usually for a set period of time. Let's uh, let's switch this up. There we go. Okay, on Investopedia, right? And but in typical parlance, right? They're usually on a graduated basis when employees meet certain milestones. Um, this would be something like a golden handcuff would be like a vesting schedule where every year you're with a company, they give you more and more stock options that have the potential to be worth a lot. Now, in the, so that is the, um, I want to say doctrinal phrase, uh, but that is the official, right, the Investopedia version of the golden handcuffs. But in in more, um, right, in the more, uh, what is it, colloquial, there we go, that's what I want, colloquial, 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 I think it's colloquial, I know what I'm doing, um, right, what they really, it really tends to mean, here's a Motley Fool article, when you hate your job but love your salary, right, and what I think this really means is when you hate your lifestyle, so here's the classic example. You're 22 years old. You graduated from an Ivy League degree with a degree in maybe accounting, business, business management, economics, uh, something. But you apply to a major um, investment firm or bank, right? And again, downtown Manhattan, right? Think think pre pre health situation, you know, pre you know the the, the big C19, right? You you get this job offer and it's a huge amount of money it's more than any of your peers are being offered it's let's say two hundred thousand dollars a year right plus bonuses and but you're working for a major investment bank as an analyst right you show up you get assigned let's say you're a commodities analyst right so you are there you are engaging in your commodities analysis Right, and it's a high stress job. Finance is intrinsically high stress, at least in this day and age. Um, the hours are extremely long, often in excess of 12 to 14 hours a day, usually seven days a week, right? So you can imagine that if you work like that, right, you, you're going, but it's a lot of money. And maybe on the outset, you even have the self-awareness to say, hey, I'm gonna work this for a few years and I'm gonna go somewhere else, right, and save my money. Well. Here's where things tend to get a little problematic, right? First off, let's do a little math. Of course, we will look up take home pay, New York, uh, 200K, right? Let's, uh, there we go. You make 200K a year, you only tax, right? So you'll make $11,000 a month. Right, your marginal tax rate is going to be about 45%, but your average tax rate will be 32.9. That's, of course, with federal, state, and local taxes, which will be high because, again, you're working in Manhattan. So you have really $11,000 a month to play with. That's a lot. That's a, a, a multiple of what most Americans have. But you work 12 hours, you work 12 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week. So where are you going to live? Do you want to have another hour on each end of your day? You physically can't right like like a human as a human being if you want to function you need to at least have an eight hour block of time to eat and sleep and perform the basic hygiene tasks required of a, a human right so you have this right you have your 14 hour day you can't have this hour commute on the subway back and forth so that means you have to live in manhattan 
And because you work 14 hours a day and you work weird hours, you can't really live with roommates, right? You can't, because again, if your roommate, which is perfectly within their prerogative, wants to play music, watch a show, uh, have some friends over at, say, 5 p.m. on a Sunday, which is completely reasonable, um, you may actually be just getting off work and be ready to get your first good night's sleep, right, of the week. So you have to live alone, right? So then you're stuck with this situation where you ask, what is cost one bedroom Manhattan? Cost one bedroom apartment in Manhattan. Average rent, $4,000. So right there, right, you're talking about of your 11,000, you're down already to about 7,000, right? Plus, you'll, of course, you'll have to pay rent, but you'll owe utilities and that sort of thing. So, yeah, we'll say you're right around $7,000 a month to play with. Now, of course, your food budget's going to be high because you can't really, you know, cook, right? That's another waste of time when you only have maybe 120 minutes when you get home every day to do everything that has to be done, right? And, of course, when you have a high-stress job, right, you have this part, play hard, party hard uh, uh, mentality. So, like, you need your downtime to truly be downtime, right? So your food cost, right, is probably going to be significant, you know, weekly cost takeout every day. What's that going to run you? Huh, cost $50 a week on restaurant food is $2,000 a year. $50 a week, though, in the new, in New York, that's going to be more like $50 a day. That's assuming you only order out one of your three meals, and your breakfast is just a cheap coffee for 5 bucks, and your lunch is another, you know, uh, let's say $5 on a, a water and a protein bar. That still means that if you want to order out takeout you're, and you want to pay delivery fees, you're going to be at least in the hole for 35 bucks, putting you, yeah, right around $50 a day. Again, you're doing it seven days a week. So let's pull up our calculator, right? 50 bucks a day, seven days a week means that your weekly is 350, which means your monthly is $1,400. So you're down to about $5,500 to play with every single month, right? You see how rapidly this money can disappear on you, right? So all, of course, it's $5,500 a month just after rent and food, right? If you want to save some of that, contribute to a retirement. If you have student loans, which you probably do if you're coming from an elite undergrad institution, that number's probably in the thousands. Um, yeah, you see very rapidly that money goes away. You have to pay for your health insurance. And when you work a high-octane job, the problem is you start to need other things to engage in the level of self-care, just like we talked about with the food, where the cheaper option is to prepare meals at home, but when you commit 12 to 14 hours of your day to your job, preparing meals at home isn't, isn't really an option, right? I mean, we've all done it. We've all bought fresh ingredients and been like, every day a salad. Three days later, all of your tomatoes are moldy, your lettuce has wilted um, and is now like squishy in the bag, It's and you're just like, what hubris, right? What was I thinking buying this stuff? So again, that is a sort of thing that often happens. But also, there's other self-care things that aren't necessarily A to B, but 
also are pretty essential, right? When you do have time off, when you do get a little bit of time away, you want it to count, right? So it may typically be a, a 10 to, you know, it may be a $10,000 vacation to somewhere where you can really relax, right? Um, you may also find that you have to buy a certain wardrobe to keep up with the other high earners in the office, especially your bosses who will, in fact, judge you for your appearance. So suddenly your clothing budget is going to have to increase by quite a bit, uh, similar to things like watches and that sort of stuff. So it's very easy to find that suddenly of your $200,000 that you are earning, right, you are going to actually take home uh, only about $1,000. The problem is, is that let's say you want to upgrade your apartment, right? If you want to do anything, you have to earn more. And this is, this is the golden handcuffs, is the idea that you have to, right? You have to do these things, right? Where else could you as a 23-year-old make $200,000 a year in Manhattan, if not high finance? And you have to make rent. And if you own your condo, you have to make that mortgage payment. And that is the crux of it, right? is that you reach this lifestyle, right, which a lifestyle built around this this demanding job that requires that demanding job, right? It's like, and people get this myopia, right? They realize that they may have, right? They say, well, if I don't work this demanding job, I can't pay my rent, which is fair not realizing that the rent's so expensive because they have to be next to this high demand job. If I don't do this job, I won't be able to get food. Not realizing that their food would be way cheaper if they just had a couple more hours to in the day, right? And so on and so forth. I couldn't afford my clothing budget. Not realizing that the average office worker has a clothing budget probably averaging out to about maybe $100 a month and that's probably on the high end. So this is the sort of stuff that is it creates the golden handcuffs in which you cannot leave your industry and in order to sustain that level of output that that high demand work year after year the only way is to do increasingly drastic things to sustain yourself right after five or six years you may develop health problems that require significant amounts of, of money to treat and manage you may find that your fitness is slipping, but the only thing you can do to mitigate it is to hire very expensive personal trainers who will meet you at 3 a.m. or, you know, at 9 p.m. on a Sunday, right? And again, in Manhattan, this, these pers you know, personal trainers or, or, or your yoga studio or whatever it is, they're going to be very, very expensive. And again, you need to pay a premium because you can't, it's a waste of time to go far from the office. So of course your yoga studio is going to be $300 a month. Of course your personal trainer will be $1,000 a month, right? Because it's a Manhattan price and you're paying the premium because you're trapped. You are literally handcuffed to work, but you are also financially and emotionally handcuffed to work because the more things you have to do to sustain yourself mentally and physically at that job require more and more of that money. It's a really vicious cycle. And I think this is what Nakato Avocado has done to himself. Let me take a look at his YouTube channel and I'll show you what I mean, right? So here we see his YouTube channel. First off, I want to point out Nakato Avocado almost certainly plays a character, perhaps an exaggerated version of himself, but he is playing a character, right? And But I think it's a like the best characters, any character that really resonates with viewers, 
is a often a magnified or exaggerated version of the truth. Just like the bad guy of MMA, the original bad guy of MMA, Chael Sonnen, the real Chael Sonnen is 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 like kind of a sketchy dude, right? He really does talk a bunch of sh smack, and he really actually has been involved in like some fraud schemes, right? But he, he turned it up to eleven and became a true, the first true MMA heel, I would argue. And that's what makes him so appealing to audiences is that they feel the authenticity, right? People, human beings have a really developed sense of authentic and inauthentic. That's one of the reasons I think someone like Colby Covington also enjoys a lot of success when he made his heel turn. Because on some level, he was probably already a little bit of a conservative guy and a little bit of a, a, a braggart egotist. So when he made his full MAGA fanboy turn, heel turn, uh, as his contract was expiring, fans really ate it up. It really felt real because it was. So I think the real Nakato is probably somewhat a little bit like the person he pretends to be on these videos. That said, of course they're exaggerated, and he is actually an expert at creating clickbait. I mean, look at the brilliance of these thumbnails. You can see he has turned up the saturation and the color of many of these videos to create really clickable moments. Look at the way that the giant plate, first off, is framed. It's really colorful in this first video here. The Takis video, you can see it's bright blue, the faces are really emotive, and it's it just looks so very clickable. And you can see it paid off 2.2 million views. That's incredible numbers, right? Uh, you see similar stuff with these giant burgers. You can see similar stuff even with this uh, this three months ago cheesy spicy lobster where the bright packaging is right there on the frame and it depicts uh, him and his partner in some sort of uh, intimate embrace. So yeah, this, this guy knows how to make a thumbnail, right? And he knows how to do a title. These titles are great. Um, he, he knows. He's a smart guy. He's a savvy He's a savvy content creator. And I don't want to take that away from him. Um, but what I think is probably the most telling uh, is this video right here. Six months ago. 1.1 million views. My new house tour. I bought a $2.3 million penthouse. Interesting. Interesting, Nick. So, and here is my problem is that this right here, to me, represents the golden handcuff, right? That's how it starts. Now, obviously, this guy needs some space to film, right? He is wildly successful, but $2.3 million is a lot of money. In fact, let's do a little bit of analysis here. You know, I'm, you know I can't not do it, right? We are going to go to our friend, Social Blade. This is a site that estimates YouTuber earnings, and it does a pretty good job of doing it. Now, uh, Nikado, can I even spell Nikado? Let's pull this up. Yeah, there we go. Nikado Avocado. It should, it should know who I'm talking about. Nope, it has no idea who I'm talking about. Avocado. How about that? Nope, there's actually someone named Avocado. That's pretty right. Oh, here we go, here we go. I see it right here. Nikado? Avocado. Okay, punch in the social blade. There he is. There's 
three champs. Nikado, more Nikado, Nikado Avocado 2, Nikado Avocado 3. All right. So this is his four, count them, four channels again. And let's see, estimated monthly earnings. So he is probably sitting, which I think this is hilarious, actually. This is a wild range. Um, but he definitely isn't 1.8. I'd say he is definitely leaning heavily towards the 30K range, right? So this is Nakato Avocado, and you can see he is, it's estimating that his videos are making, yeah, I think I think actually at this level he's making a lot more than this. Um, but I'm, we're gonna say that his monthly earnings are 28K. Wanna point out, that is, uh, if, for those of you keeping score at home, that alone is nearly three times what uh, our $200,000 a year investment banker makes. So yeah, two, so we'll say he's making 300K a year. I really think that's about right on this channel. Second channel, okay, more Nikado, which appears to be somehow even more popular, right? 600K a year, that seems like a lot. Let's, let's, let's mid-grade this and say that this is making uh, another 300K, right? Now his final channel, right? Estimated, oh sorry, that's yearly earnings. Yeah, 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 no, 600K. Then Nikado Avocado 2, right, we'll say 20K earnings. That seems that seems about right, actually. And yeah, fascinated just to see. Yeah, it's a couple of tens, 10,000. Yep, 20K is just about right. And then finally, this one says it's coming around 100K. All right, so we're gonna say that Nikado Avocado is probably making about $700,000 a year because he also has merch that's not pictured here. Okay, so Nikado Avocado making $700,000 a year, right? But remember, he's running a business. So in some ways, it's a tax advantage, and in some ways, it's a tax hit because you have to, you pay both employer and employee taxes, but you can deduct some of your living expenses, especially as an influencer uh, for business purposes. So we'll say it's probably a wash. He's probably paying about the standard taxes on his uh, income, right? But still, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Let's see, seven hundred. Oh god, seven hundred thousand uh, USD take home pay, and we'll put Nikado Avocado in New York, right? So, nope, 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 nope. Uh, not a hundred thousand. Nope. Paycheck calculator. That's what I want. Uh, we are looking for a salary of seven, one, two, three, and talk to us. Okay. Uh, yep, one deduction. Ba -ba -ba -da -ba 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 -da. There we go. No overtime. Yeah, so he's probably taken home, right? Semi monthly, semi monthly. Okay, we want monthly. We want his monthly debt. There you go. He's making. Yeah, $33,000 a year after taxes, or 33000 33, a month after taxes. And here's the problem. Let's check out our friends at Redfin. We're going to ask, what exactly does a $2 million condo cost you, right? We'll just, we'll find a $2 million condo. Uh, okay. Mm, Manhattan. All right, and let's see. Minimum price is going to be, we're going to believe that he knows what's up, and it's going to be a $2.5 million home. Okay, zooming it right in. There are dozens. This is barely even a blip on the radar for 
look at this, 38 multi-million dollar units. This is, this is, this is, this is just the madness, right? This is truly it. Okay. Condos also have very high condo fees. I want to remind us of that. All right. HOA dues. Look at these HOA dues. $6,000 a month. That's incredible. Um, but you're probably paying it. So you can see here that if you had no down payment, you would have $20,000 a month. So most of Nakato's income would go towards this payment. Now I assume if you're worth your salt as a banker, you're gonna look at someone who's a content creator and you are going to demand at least a 20% down payment. There you go, $18,000 a month. So what does that mean for our friend Nick? Well, it means that he has to. He has to bring in at least 50% of his current income level to afford that condo. Again, might be a little less than this. $6,000 is high, even by condo HOA standards, but it's not really that ridiculous, right? Let's 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 game out another one. And that was a 2.6, but you know, we, we've all been there. Okay, here we go. Here's another one. Uh, any condo in any HOA info? There you go. This is a much more reasonable $2.5 million home. Um, with a standard, you know, property taxes, homeowners insurance, no HOA fees, no condo fees, ten thousand a month. So what does this mean? This means that for Nicado Avocado to remain housed, to pay off his mortgage, he needs to bring in ten thousand dollars a month. So you see where I'm going with this, All right? Nicado Avocado has no choice. He must. He must, at this point, a third of his income is going towards this mortgage, right? Now, he stated he has significant health issues, which there's no reason not to doubt um, someone with at that weight level, right, in this day and age, especially having gained weight like that, like he has, in addition to the fact that it, it, while it may be a character, he, he may also be someone struggling with mental illness. Um, certainly, being a content creator of any sort definitely comes with a lot of uh, mental illness related pitfalls. So what we know is that, you know, to treat his conditions, right, he basically can't stop. He basically can't stop. If he stops, he misses mortgage payments, they seize his house, and he's in the hole, right? He misses mortgage payments, he can't get his CPAP, he can't get treated, right? He is in trouble. And I just want to point out this $10,000 per month doesn't include utilities. And utilities on these condos are expensive expensive if he, you think he has a nice car he probably has a nice car you know it's it's hard man this is hard and this is a very typical move very very typical but what you don't realize is that what does he get does is he happy like that's the question right ultimately that's why we do all this that's why we work hard and we put in our time and we try to be happy, I think, or we try to do good. We try to do good or feel good, right? Is Nakato Avocado doing good? Eh, maybe. As far as I know, he's he, he he may he may have significant charitable ventures that he doesn't talk about. Um, you know, he he may even believe he's like raising awareness of of mental illness and trying to eliminate the stigma. But um, I have real issues with the fact that he is. It, it, exaggerated an exaggerated parody um and i worry about people who really suffer from mental illness um seeing nicado or other people seeing nicado avocado as reinforcing the worst stereotypes of people you know with depression or anxiety or, or disordered eating um you know he, he is he is 
in it, what you see from him is in no way representative, I think, of the typical of any of those. Um, so, may, but but you want to do good, which he may or may not be doing. But you want to feel good, right? And if you live in a two point five million dollar penthouse, but you you have to wear use a mobility scooter and 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 you know film from your bed. And just feel the way it must feel to to be that big, to get that fat that fast, right? Uh, it's it's uh, you watch his videos. I have a hard time believing he's happy. And what does it mean to have a two point five million dollar penthouse and and be so miserable, right? What if you had a two bedroom condo in some somewhere else, right? He's a video maker. He doesn't need to be in L.A. or Manhattan, right? He doesn't need to be there. He can be anywhere. He can make mukbangs from a nice two-bedroom apartment in Cleveland. He can do it in Tucson, Arizona, right? It's a big, it's a big world. And you know, what if he, you know, what if he just didn't need to do this anymore? And that's the problem, right? I is that the unwillingness to make the big and frankly scary, right? It's scary. If he switches to vegan content or health or lifestyle content or just to daily vlogging that isn't based around mukbang or even just reasonable levels of food mukbang, right? He may not make as much money, but will he be happier? He might. He might. And that's, yeah, this this is the core of it, right? I think this guy is a symptom, right, of the the danger, and it's not intrinsic to social media. We just talked about it. It's not. It's a symptom of a system that wants to, like, trap you into it. Does that make sense? And it's not about, like, I'm not some guru's, like, statue business, bro. Like, no, I have a day job. I cash a paycheck sent to me from, from, from my employer. But what you can't do is build a lifestyle where you never have the option to leave. There's some mediocre movie um, that has a scene, uh, you know, in the way that some mediocre movies have iconic scenes. Um, there's one, I can't even remember the name of it, it's so irrelevant, but it has John Goodman playing some sort of boss, and he has this monologue that's called F.U. Money, though it's, you know, spelled out. I can't because YouTube. Um, but John Goodman goes, you want a paid-off house, a paid-off Toyota, and $500,000 in the bank. And he's like, that's freedom. And he's, he goes, you know, if you have that, you know that when that boss comes to you and asks you to do something, like, messed up, you can be like, fuck you, and walk out the door. And you'll be okay. Will you be great? Nah. But if you got your house paid off and it's a nice basic two-bedroom in the burbs and your car payments in the bank, then that half a million can stretch you a long time, you know? Maybe you just work part-time, right? You know? And that's where you talk about the freedom. Someone asks you, you know, your boss asks you to, to take a demotion or, or work for his do-nothing son. Fuck you. There you go. See, I'm getting demonetized. Right? But that's the power. That's what makes this like, that's how you win the game. And that's the trick, right? The, 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 your employer's goal, right, is to never get, have yourself be at a point where you have the agency to tell them to pound sand, where you have enough money in the bank that you don't need 
next month's paycheck or else you'll lose your housing or else your kids will starve. But it's hard. It's hard to do because the allure of newer, better things is like strong. And our society works really hard to make newer, better, more expensive stuff seem really important, right? It's classic. It's classic that who, where every time you make more money, you get a new set of peers who make you jealous that they have bigger houses, better cars, nicer vacations. And then you throw your money at, at companies in exchange for bigger cars, you know, better houses, nicer vacations. And the trade-off that you make is that you get to this point where you can never, ever, ever walk away. You are handcuffed to your job with money. And the more you earn, the nicer the handcuffs look. That's why they call them the golden handcuffs. And that is what our friend Nicado Avocado has trapped himself in, whether he realizes it or not. Okay, guys, that's that's all I had. That is my take on this. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you guys gained a little bit of an insight and, frankly, a little bit of sympathy, right, for someone who, you know, by one dimension, is very successful, but in a lot of dimensions is not and is struggling, right? And uh, I don't know what the solution is. It's probably not to take away his money, um, but I hope he gets the help he needs, right? Okay, guys, thanks so much for watching, and I will see you in the next one.